Hello, and welcome to an episode of Is It My Cup of Tea, a podcast about theatre and creativity on the Gold Coast. My name is Nathan Schultz, otherwise known as the Drama Merchant, and you're welcome to grab yourself a cup and saucer, make yourself comfortable, as you join me and some special guests in my tea room, where I will share with you information from the teapot entitled Metamorphosis. Now I've heard the show is being directed by Bradley Chapman, who directed Lord of the Flies at Beanley Theatre Company, Little Miss Sunshine at Phoenix Theatre, and The Last Letters of Captain Moonlight, which started its run at Gold Coast Little Theatre, and then became an award-winning tour as an entry in the South East Queensland's one-act play festival circuit in 2019. So, it will be interesting to see what he and his ensemble have created for the production of Metamorphosis, a Tony award-winning play written by Mary Zimmerman, which is set in and around the pool of water and based on the myths of Ovid, which are thousands of years old. To quote Mary Zimmerman, these myths have a redemptive power in that they are so ancient, there's a comfort in the familiarity of the human condition. Metamorphosis premiered in 1996 under the title Six Myths at the Northwestern University and later the Looking Glass Theatre Company in Chicago. Retitled Metamorphosis, it opened off-Broadway in October 2001 and transferred to Broadway on the 21st of February 2002, where it won several Tony Awards that year. An ensemble of creative Gold Coast performers will embody figures of Greek mythology to share stories of transformation at Gold Coast Little Theatre in Southport, and I got the chance to visit the set and have a chat with the director and ask him a couple of questions. Let's have a listen. Now, Brad, could you tell me what inspired you to direct Metamorphosis and what was the important part of your, your vision for the show? What was the important? Yeah, um, the, the first part of this answer is probably going to sound cliche, um, but that's that I always loved these particular stories. Um, and I always loved, uh, since I remember in primary school having this um, almost obsession with, <laughs> uh, with these narratives. Um, and... So I've always wanted to do uh, a show that explores these. A lot of theatre is just a single myth. Um, uh, a lot of Greek theatre is just a single myth. Uh, what I like particularly about this one is that there's a variety of, of different myths from uh, ancient Greece um, that, that sort of come into play and, and appear and then sort of vanish on stage. Um, and the other really important thing to me was that a lot of these myths have been retold so many times um, in different capacities and in different media, um, that they tend to be a little bit Hollywoodized, mm-hmm. um, and they tend to be a little bit uh, watered down or told in such a way that they are trying to have this sort of mass market appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that kind of corrupts the original message, which I still find quite relevant. Mm. Um, and so what I like about this show is that it does harken back to the sort of original intentions and the original. Um, characterizations and stuff that we've just lost mm. am i uh, right in saying that's like similar to the Grimm's fairy tales like yeah. they've been watered down over the years that the actual stories of them yeah sort of non-existent yeah so um and i mean in much the same way you know disney's cinderella is not the Grimm's cinderella and disney's mm. hercules yes <laughs> is not yeah. of its hercules yeah we talked about that before the only redeeming feature of hercules that i always enjoyed was james woods's hades <laughs> um, his voice was perfect um no it's it's really interesting hearing you say that and i'm really interested to see how you piece it together on the stage could you mm-hmm. let the audience know a little bit about how you've been putting it together yeah so we considered as a as a sort of a cast and a production team 
Um, from the, the very first read through, the, the cast came in and I said, look, I don't know what this is going to look like. Um, but it was important to me that I had actors who would also sort of be part of that creative process. Um, and what we decided was that these are the oldest stories in you know the Western world um, and they have survived every mode of storytelling that has ever existed. Mm. And so we wanted to lean into that and kind of celebrate different modes of storytelling at the same time as celebrating these stories. So uh, what we've done is it's the plays are episodic. So it's, you know, episode one is the story of King Midas and so on. Um, and so we decided that we'd structure it so that each myth episode is told using a different style of, um, or style of form of theatre. Um, coming from, you know, uh, one one is told in the style of ancient Greek theatre, um, one is told in the style of Elizabethan theatre. Uh, wow. And then we've also sort of borrowed um, uh, our cast members who have d- different cultural backgrounds and sort of brought in styles of storytelling from their cultures as well mm-hmm. um, to tell some of the stories. And so it's sort of an amalgamation of really different modes um, to, to tell these stories that kind of exist to, throughout all these time periods and throughout all these styles, throughout all these cultures anyway. While I was working with Dom and Venus and Fur, he was talking about metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. And I have to ask, what's it like working with such a diverse cast? Um, yeah, so really great in this sense because we are working as collaborators. Um, I like to think I know a lot. <laughs> but, but there's certainly things I don't know. And there are certainly experiences that I haven't had mm-hmm. um, that I can't speak on. And therefore feels unfair for me to walk in as a director and say, well, this is how we're going to represent this experience that's had that I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the most interesting thing for me has been able to go, well, I don't know this experience. So I'm going to sort of pass the reins on this over to someone who does or ask you to sort of uh, ask someone who does to, to collaborate on how we're going to stage this in the most authentic way possible. It sounds very similar to the way that I like to direct as well because I don't know how to do certain things that are character would or the act, the yeah. actor would understand so it's really nice hearing another director that does something similar yes yeah. it's cool <laughs> um here's a good question for you director to director how does directing metamorphosis differ from directing other work yeah um hugely <laughs> um i have always directed stuff that is a singular narrative or that is a you know a narrative that begins at the start of the play and ends at the end of the play um and what i found particularly challenging about this was that instead of a, a single story that has, you know, the, the conflict and then the rising action and then eventually a climax and all that sort of stuff, it's just, that happens 13 times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the questions that we had to ask ourselves that didn't have an obvious answer, but it seems like almost like a no-brainer is, well, what about this show does the audience need to come back for act two for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's not a, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger. You know, right. our act one ends on one myth ending and act two opens up with a new one. Um, and so just, just that kind of thing and having to work around those different concepts was yeah. just not something I've worked with before. So it was a nice challenge for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> nice, yeah, most, most of the time. What experience would you like the audience to take away after seeing Metamorphosis? Um, I would... Most the mo- absolute most important thing that I want audiences to walk away from is an understanding or appreciation that the some of the ideas in these stories that are you know over two thousand five hundred years old are still ideas that we are contentious about today as a society. Um, there are some stories are uh, that you know have uh, 
very much queer themes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, you know, unedited. Homer wrote them into the Iliad <laughs> um, in, in, you know, uh, 500 years before our time period. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this last two millennia. Um, and, and I think it's really important that, you know, they've been sort of westernized and uh, stomped down quite a bit at those aspects of the stories. And I really want to highlight that those sorts of things that even today we still think is kind of a new idea or a, or a new kind of concept has existed for yeah, literally thousands of years, um, despite attempts to subvert those or to attempts to sort of quash those themes. Who is your perfect audience member? Who is going to enjoy this show? Someone who comes in willing to see something that is different to the last show they saw. Um, and that's not to say that we are, you know, we've, we're smashing down and you, it boundaries of new style of theatre. No. Theater. In fact, we are celebrating styles of theatre that are thousands of years old, as I said. Um, but if you sort of come in expecting uh, something in particular, you probably won't get that thing, or at least you probably won't get it consistently through the show because it does change so much mm-hmm. the way we uh, stage everything changes from myth to myth. So someone who is, I guess, coming in with an open mind to experience a lot of different things, um, that that person is going to enjoy it the most. Cool. And as a genre, what kind of film would Metamorphosis be? It would be one of those uh, <laughs> independent or underground or avant-garde sort of, uh, sort of films where a lot of it is about the performers on stage expressing these stories um, in a way that fits those stories, not necessarily in a way that works on camera, if that makes sense. Um, I could also kind of describe it, and I mean, this is probably completely incorrect in terms of the content, but that kind of pulp fiction narrative of, it's not one singular story, it's bits of stories, and the same characters might crop up throughout, and you'll see, you know, uh, one of the gods might appear in the first myth and then not appear again until the end. Um, but that kind of fragmented storytelling. So I'd say art house cinema or pulp fiction. No, that's very close to what uh, Dom mentioned. Okay. He said uh, Fantasia, similar to yes. Fantasia. Yeah, that, so that many different examples, yeah. uh, stories with um, through the Greek mythology and how you're performing it. Thank you very much for chatting to me, Brad. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I hope what you've just heard about Metamorphosis sounds like your cup of tea or has perked your interest in trying its unique flavour. From what I saw behind the scenes, along with my chat with Brad, I can tell you, mine is definitely perked. And I'm looking forward to seeing it opening night. You can purchase tickets for its season run by visiting www.gclt.com.au to purchase tickets or click on the link on the Drama Merchant website. Tune in tomorrow for the next episode of Is It My Cup of Tea when I talk to some of the cast and the assistant director of Metamorphosis. And remember, an adventure always begins with a cup of tea.